Hey guys, welcome back to another thrilling episode. Thrilling. Thrilling. Like, thriller, but more like thriller. Right, it's like it's a little halfway. More yeah. Halfway. Half. <laughs> We're like, almost there. Right, this We're is almost the there. Ballon. You know, I've been thinking, Matt, I've been thinking mm-hmm. um, of doing my own cover. Okay. Of, of what? Of one of my favorite um, share songs. Okay. Do you believe in love after love? Been the Kermit version. Do you think that's going to fly? Like, so, let me make sure I have this right. You as Kermit the Frog, covering a Cher song. Right. Now, is Cher involved in this and all? No, no, she's not getting any of the money. It's my (laughs) money. Okay. So, what do you think? Do you think I have something? I think you do, yeah. I think Kermit the Frog has two big songs. The first one is Rainbow Connection. And then the second one is Do You Believe in Love, Life After Love. Right, cover. Right. Right. Parentheses cover. Cover. Cover, but it's really his own unique twist on it, you know? Yeah. It's like he's sampling it, but he's like sampling the whole song. (laughs) Okay. Which is basically what a cover is. You're sampling it with your own voice. Right. You know, Cher should be honored to have a Kermit the Frog impersonator, such as myself, apparently, uh, cover her outdated song okay yeah so, like an update that's i'm what, sending bullets your way yeah kermit the frog has updated kermit the right. frog very modern very kermit the frog here oh kermit is not very progressive kermit oh boy mm, that's not the kermit i remember uh, you know i just saw Cher in the mamma mia 2 trailer oh is she in there she is in there it's like she's the grandma it's a big plot twist okay or something like that i don't know have you seen the first one i have yeah i've <laughs> seen it on you're under arrest times. guys we caught him it's really something else so here's something that's fun uh-huh i came across this um you know we got some fan mail oh did we yeah we really want to show yeah, do you, you want to read this to us okay here we go <laughs> uh okay now from what i'm looking at here is this is <laughs> uh now we're gonna have to post this on the instagram and the twitter because this is good this is a signed picture from chris prime through chris pine this is for us Love the show. Keep up the good work. Wow. I didn't know he was a fan. Can we just talk about Chris Pine's sensational smile? Yeah, it looks beautiful. This is a great headshot. No wonder he gets so much good work. I mean, really. And look at that autograph. Yeah, that's right. That's on the money. There's no doubt that There's, this we don't is need, real. We don't need somebody to, to, to check that. No. no. <laughs> yeah, we don't need somebody to check that. <laughs> that it's is not legit. a forgery. That's real. I know signatures. That I know is Chris legit Pine's handwriting. But, um, okay, wow. Well, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, is that the only fan mail we received this week? The IRS. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. So, I mean... Is, is that really fan mail? It's mail. Okay. So, I mean... I'm looking at it there. It says... Uh, oh, uh, uh, odd. Is that how it's... Odd. Odd. It. They're actually an Irish company. Oh, the IRA. Yeah, the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. Wow. This. I mean, this fan mail is great. We have to put this up for the folks. This you know what I really love wonderful. is that Chris Pine sent us a headshot of himself. Yeah, he signed from it from a presumable website, not like clear cut, like photographic paper. Yeah. But just straight up, just like flimsy paper. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he probably can't afford. Like he cuts corners, so he doesn't want to deal with the cardstock. I don't think Star Trek pays him <laughs> as much as you want or a wrinkle in time. I don't think he pays. Are him you going to watch that? Uh, well, now that I have to, I mean, Chris Pine is in it. So I mean, he's, he's a, a big fan of the show. He's a big, love the show. Keep up the good work. Oh, you need some work on those K's, uh, Chris. I yeah. gotta be honest, but um, but he did a good job. He drew a little speech bubble there and everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he couldn't coming just out of his earlobe. Yeah, he couldn't just write it at the top. You know, he's such a creative. 
He's such a creative. You just gotta love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think this is gonna go up in the studio. Somewhere. This is gonna go up in the studio for sure. We'll probably have to get a frame or something. <laughs> Um, but I, I just love that he sent us fan mail. But. Yeah, so big th- big shout out to Chris Pine for the yeah. fan mail. Thank you, Chris. I think what we should shoot for is maybe try and get the other Chris's in Hollywood to be a fan right. of the show. Right, Because here's Evans, the thing that I always do. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Pratt or Hemsworth. you got to pick. They're going to be in the same movie eventually. I can't. Day. I will not pick. Who's sexier? Why do I have to pick? Why can't I have both? <laughs> Chris squared? Yep. C2, C3. Um, it's cube, baby. <laughs> um, so welcome to the podcast, everybody. Yes, guys. Uh, welcome to the worst music you've ever heard. Yeah, I'm, my name is Jesse. My name is Matt. It's the podcast where we dissect really terrible music and we just can't so stop So terrible. To it's it. worse than fruitcake. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, bad, especially when the holiday season is over. Right. You know what's so funny is um, I'm still, even though it's after the new year, I'm still a little bit in that mood, in that sort of gross music mood. Or is that year-round? I don't know. I don't know. Well, with this podcast, it's probably year-round. Right, I, right. But um, we're going to jump into today. Yeah, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about covers. Yeah. We're talking about the worst music covers you can think of that your ears will just kind of cringe and concave on each other. Right. In a way. But here's the thing. Like, I've heard some pretty pretty decent covers. I think, what codifies a good cover? Um, so we have a kind of a bar to measure. Right, right. I think a, a cover, you know, you can't just have a carbon copy of right. the tune. Not that... Not that that's not that, bad. Right. Not that you can... Easily, like if I was like an uncover Bob Dylan song, and you're like, oh, well, that sounds just like Bob Dylan. It's just a cover right. of Bob Dylan. It's never gonna sound like that because I'm not Bob Dylan. Right. So I think it needs to have its own unique spin in a way. Right. Which sometimes can just happen from the artist. Right. Of course. But it can't deviate too much from yes from the original sort of genesis of the style. Right. Because if it does, it just becomes a completely different thing, and you dislike it for the fact that it's different. Right. You know. I agree. Especially, I think there's a cultural context to it as well as we'll oh, talk about. Of course. We'll talk about maybe some cultural deafness. Oh, yes. Uh, of course. You know. Some very apparent cultural deafness going on with these songs. But, you know, we have a returning offender, or maybe not. I don't know. We have Smash Mount on yes, the top of yes. our list. So this is this is from, this is a Cracked article, uh-huh. which is a pretty good It's got a summary. pretty good it's got a good summary. It's got 20, actually, but we're actually going to only do We're doing 10. the top 10. Top 10. Top 10, baby. And uh, top 10 today, Matt. Yeah, top. this is the top 10 worst covers of all time. Top 10. Do-do-do. You know what's so funny is one of these days, eventually the podcast is going to have their own fan base nickname. Yeah. Like like, like Parrot Heads with Jimmy Parrot, Buffett and stuff? Right, right. Like, like uh, um, um, I don't even know. The trash diggers. Yeah. Hey, trash nation. How hey, are you? Hey, trash nation. How are you? What's up? Uh, Followed by like some sort of hey obnoxious... juggalos. Hey juggle. Hey. <laughs> hey prima donnas. What's going on right now? Do 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 do. Yeah. You know, followed by something like like. I think so. I think we're definitely gonna have our own fans. I think Chris. Pr- uh, excuse me, Chris Prime. Ooh. Oh boy, Chris. Chris. Let's we'll just call him Chris. Chris. There's just too many. There's too many Chris. Too many Chris's too many in Hollywood. Big handsome men. Too many blonded men in in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I think he's probably going to be leading the fan club at this point. I think you think so. I think he's the Piners. Be the yeah, yeah. There you go. They pine, they pine for us. They pine for the music. Yeah, the bad music. Can you tell me on a scale of one to ten how much did you love that Chris Pine sent us some fan? Mail? I really, I, dude. That's a ten out of ten. I was not <laughs> expecting this. Like to get fan mail from such a fantastic gentleman and in full color photo, like the whole headshot he sent us. I can't believe it. And he's, I, I almost want to like, kind of like. Recline it back to something. Yeah, like you just, have it on your desk, just like so we can kids. have like, just so we can have some sort of inspiration to look right. at. 
Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's perfect. Look at that face. Oh. My my ideal movie boyfriend. My God. Yeah. Hubba. So, yeah, so we got a number 10 today, uh, the Cracked article. I'm a believer as the worst cover um, originally yes. written by Neil Diamond. Yeah, this, this is our 10. This is our number 10. Now, this is kind of a callback because we've done Smash Mouth We before. have discussed a lot about a lot of Smash Steve Harwell and, and the Smash Mouth. And I think the takeaway from that and bringing it back to here <laughs> is the fact that no matter what song they cover, it just, it just sounds like Steve Harwell. Right. It sounds like Smash Mouth. And how did you you, you, com thing. you compared Steve Harwell's uh, singing voice to... I believe it sounded like he just swallowed a bag of rocks. <laughs> You know, and he's all cut up, you know? Right. Like how right. parakeets do. Right. They eat the stones. And no, I'm a believer. And here's the thing. There's nothing like sort of like... Like if you think about the band AFI, there's some sort of sexual... And I do often. Very often. Shaven pits. Um, <laughs> there's just some sort of like appeal. There's some sort of like sexual appeal. Okay. You know, whether you're, in, you're into it or not. You know, like the lead singer, the way he moves, whatever. <laughs> but... Juxtapose that against Steve Harwell. Okay, so you're what you're asking me is I'm looking for some kind of sex appeal from Smash Mouth. Right, right. Does Which it get you like, there? You know those there? Like you know those commercials that, that that like allude to like oh it gets me there, but they never tell you what it is. Right. Does it get you there? Like a chubby guy with a, the thinnest chin strap I've ever seen knocking around in board shorts. <laughs> Hell yeah, that gets me there. <laughs> I th yeah, I think so. Especially, God, that chin strap was so thin back then. Oh, it was so thin. It was parted by Moses himself, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, you know, uh, Shrek really made Mike Myers a lot of money. Right. But I think it really put Smash Mouth. <laughs> on the map. Yeah. Oh, on the fucking map. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. Now, uh, Donkey. Donkey. Now, is this a good song? This Is, is, it, is this a good cover? I think the original's a good song. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's rocking. I'm a believer, but I feel like when... Steve Harwell puts his pudgy little fingers around those <laughs> those notes. It just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Well, we watched the video. The we video watched... has a little bit of story to it. It has a little bit of nuance that kind of makes it a little more redeemable. Right. But in the sense that musically, it's not really add anything to it. It's just visually, you see Shrek and you're like, oh my God, Shrek is love. Like this perverted right. meme going online. Yeah. And there's like a fucking milk carton fighting. Yeah, I feel like a pig man. It's a lot of stuff going on. Steve Harwell's trying to give this attractive blonde woman back her keys. And it's one of the most awkward interactions I've seen. At the end, he finds her. Right, and he's like, here are your keys. And she's like, oh my god, are you are you Steve from Smash Mouth? And out of nowhere, he gets amnesia. Yeah. She's like, no, no. And he runs away. He's like, like, can I have your number or something? He's like, no, no, no. Oh, maybe he just wasn't her type, you know? No. I think he was just trying to do a good gesture. And you along know, the way, he got caught up with Shrek and Donkey and Fiona <laughs> and uh, that Don't gingerbread you mongo. hate when you just give back an attractive woman's keys mm -hmm. and then they just try to get your number? I really, you know, it happens to me on a daily basis. I hate I'm it. so sick of it. You're sick? You're not a piece of meat, man. I'm not a piece of meat. This I'm not a, some key-picking piece This of is meat. a safe space, Matthew. Okay. And I just want to let all you girls know with your lost keys, mm -hmm. get your shit together. Yeah. It stopped. Those are very important. So keep hold those keys. <laughs> Ding a ling. But you know what? That that makes me think of da 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 at the Holiday Inn. What you doing for some reason? Hmm. Chingy. That's why. <laughs> Boy. There we go. Anyways, there's a connection. So I don't know. This is this a bad cover? I think it sounds like Smash it, Mouth being it, Smash Mouth. So. It sounds like Smash Mouth. That's the difficulty. <laughs> like you don't know where it lies. Right. It's like floating between the the two worlds. Yeah. You know. And where does the cover start and where does Smash Mouth end? Right. 
true words have never true words have never been spoken. Uh, let's move on to it. Really, uh, universally, I think derided cover, which is satisfaction. By Britney Spears. This is a satisfaction, of course. Rolling Stones fame. You can't get no, no satisfaction. Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna put my doctor glasses on right now. Okay. Because oh, you got them right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, ooh, these are nice. But I just feel like Brittany, Brittany, K-Fed, baldness. I she's had a tough break. Yes, very much so. Not so much now. No, she looks like she's doing well now. Have you heard her sing as of recent? I think we have. We, we have, yeah. We watched her on ABC and the New Year's Eve. New Year's Bash. Bash. The Bash to end all bashes. Yeah. I just feel like yeah, 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 yeah. Um. You know what? What do you think of this? Because I'm trying to collect my thoughts right now. Dude, as a cover, this is bad. Like, you know, Satisfaction's kind of a rocking song. It's it's like a badass strut. And this slows it down to like some kind of pseudo late okay. 90s or early 2000 R&B soul. I got a juxtaposition for you. Okay. Satisfaction Britney on 24-hour 24 24 blast in your ears. Or k-fed britney spears tv show 24 hours Ooh, in your eyes ooh, and ears ooh. i think i gotta go with the tv show to be honest really yeah he got that yeah i know i want to watch it okay i want to watch his character arc his reality tv show i heard character. he gets superpowers in the mid-, mid season finale i had also heard that yeah and they kind of you know there was like talk of him joining the avengers and sam right. jackson shows up and he's like i need you for the avenger initiative and k-fed's like nah nah he's like nah that's not me that's not me and then they just that's it that's what happens. Well, yeah. I think this definitely belongs on the list. Oh, most is, definitely. This is this real is, bad. This is some, like, this should have been left in the grave, for sure. Yeah, it's like, it just makes me wonder why. Why it exists. You yeah. know what, though? At a point in time when Britney could touch anything and everything. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, she was daring, daring enough to do it. I felt like, you know, I feel like maybe she's like, oh, I can do this song, and it might not even be that good. Yeah. And she can get a pass for it back then. Yeah. Looking back at definitely it. Definitely did not age well, I'll tell you that. No. To be honest, this is worse than um, Kim Kardashian's song, to, to be quite frank with you. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Moving on. What do you got there? Um, I, I think this is back home on the prairie. <laughs> No, uh, Sweet Child of Mine, yeah, covered by cover. Sheryl Crow. Right. So we've talked about GNR in this on this podcast. Now, is it just me? But anytime I hear a Sheryl Crow song, I feel like she's singing it about me, and I feel really bad. Okay. Like she makes me feel really okay, bad like, about myself. Like, yeah. Like this is thinking, about you, you asshole. Yeah. All you know? I want to do is have some fun. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's like I'm not letting her have fun. Right. I can see that. Like, you know, like you listen to Sheryl Crow, you feel very insecure. I'm just like, oh, like I start touching myself every, not in that way. Yeah. You know, just in a weird, insecure way. And, um, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, it's a good song. It's a, a Guns N' Roses. But I just, you know, the transition from Sheryl Crow to that, I think as you were saying earlier, is the lack of slash yeah. within the song, the, the melody on the guitar. I think so. Like, you know, everyone expects it to have the riff. Right, of course. Which... I mean, that sometimes is what makes a song. Right. You and know? It's, I think it's, this is a dangerous cover. Right. I think it's one of the few Guns N' Roses songs that can hold up, like, acoustically. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With yeah, a twang. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah Just yeah. carried by the melody. I mean, her voice isn't bad. No. She's not a bad musician. I just feel like the transition from such a, such a, a behemoth of a, of a piece... Yeah. 
isn't really doesn't really transcend well within just the the choral powers of an acoustic guitar. Um, I think Guns N' Roses is a good band, like right. we talked about, but I think what makes them great is Slash. Right, agreed, yeah. agreed. And it's just it doesn't really. I don't know. There there could be more going on here. It's not musically bad per se, but the fact of it is, it's just missing so many good components that. It's just it's not it's not doing it for me, love. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really not horrid. It's yeah. Does it belong on this list? I don't know. I'm a little yeah. I'm a little fishy on that. I'm a little fishy just because usually when you were listening to covers, we we're we're looking for bad musical qualities, and this this doesn't have it. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to fuck. Well, that's not true. <laughs> kind of hard to fuck up a, an acoustic rendition of anything, but but I just feel like. She's got a good voice. Yeah. The only thing that's missing for me is a little, you know, there's more spices than salt and pepper. Right. So okay. that's, that's really a good. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah. It's yeah. really missing. Yeah. But <laughs> So maybe belongs on this list. I had maybe belongs on this maybe list. Maybe it's a little high. Oh, yeah. Uh, so number seven, we got Big Yellow Taxi by the Counting Crows. Here's my qualm, and we were talking about this before. <laughs> How the fuck does the guy from fucking Counting Crows... Mm-hmm. Adam Jarrett's? How has he dated... All these hot women. Very hot women. Sorry. These pretty looking women. He's dated Jennifer Aniston. Right. Uh, Courtney Cox. Which she never ages. No. Courtney Cox, I'm like, okay. But. Yeah. Amy Rossum, he's dated a lot of a lot of very attractive women in Hollywood. Here's my he's thing. He's got those dreadlocks. Here's, I figured it out. I cracked it. Okay. You know how Medusa has... <laughs> Uh-huh. You know how <laughs> yeah. Medusa has her like yep. snake hair? Oh, and it like turns you into stone and shit? Yep. You know, Adam Duritz has that sort of mind control through his dreadlocks okay that makes you fall in love with this slabby dad bod body okay you know what i'm saying yeah, like you think you so like when you look at his goatee you don't think rapist you think sexy man on the beach right you know? i think that so you, wait, wait so you think that adam duritz is a medusa i know okay I know he's a Medusa. I can see that. You know? Um, I don't dislike the Counting Crows. I mean, mean, Mr. Jones is such a good song. I mean, they're a wholesome band. They're like... Mr. Jones and me. Like Train. Okay. Train's kind of a wholesome band. It's kind of hard. Well, it's not hard to smash on them, but it's one of those things like, they're just full (laughs) of guys who just want to make music. Right. Just like inoffensive. Right. They're not trying to push anyone's buttons. They're just there to play some guitar. And then go about their day. Just jam out, man. It's been a long December. Big Yellow Taxi. Yes, the Joni Mitchell. What do you think? Uh, the Joni Mitchell song is good. Right. I mean, Joni Mitchell's a little loopy. Right, of course. But uh, it's good. I think this is a bad cover. It's about two minutes longer than the original. But Vanessa Carlton's in this. Yeah. Which makes it redeemable for about 15 seconds. Okay. And then we're good. And then we're back out. And then we're back. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, it's yeah. a little too long. I think duration-wise, it's what's really killing this song. I agree. You know? Like, Big Yellow Taxi is like two minutes. Like the, I mean, when you get into Joni Mitchell live versions, it becomes more jammy. Yeah. But, uh... You know what we should do for the next podcast? Hmm. Vanilla. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. We're, we already did we that. We did that one. We had a buddy, a, a good buddy of ours. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Former lived. friend of the show. Former, Enemy of the show. And former friend in real life, clearly. Who... who pretends to listen to our show and he suggested oh you should do a vanilla ice thing right it's yeah. already been done it's already been done and if you haven't listened to the episode it's a very good episode so it's, please check it out yeah please do check it out it's a really good one you find some cool things about vanilla ice yep dun, 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 dun. um does this is like a really bad i don't know if this is quite terrible. i don't know if this is down in the mud terrible but it's not in terms of like keeping it pure and keeping it simple 
No, it's. I mean, it. it it's a little. It's a little uh, too high on the list for yeah. sure. You Agreed. know, there's definitely worse offenders than this. Yeah, it just drags on a little bit and just jams a little bit. So, we're about to get to some of those worst offenders, oh, though. Oh, nine uh, eleven is a joke, Duran Duran. Yep. So this is nine eleven is a joke is a cover from uh, Public Enemy. Right. So we were listening to the original Flavor Flav. You know, it's a very culturally topical song. Right. Uh, you know, take I, take that wordage out of a context. Out of context. Yeah. Like, nope. Like, you know, here's a, here's a song about the police relationship with the black community. Right. Or lack of a relationship <laughs> with the black community. Still happening. And. And Duran Duran, like, didn't... Like, you know, they're, like, four mophead guys from England. And I don't dislike Duran Duran. I just don't think they know what they're talking about. I know. They just really miss the fucking, like, information train on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, it's just not cool. I mean, you know, there's... there's. Why don't you do... Why don't, They should have done, like, MC Hammer. Yeah. Or something. It's you just know, really... Just on a pure fucking on-the-surface level. Not that I ever heard Duran Duran. I was like, wow, they should do a rap cover. Or anything like that. Or they should take a rap song and turn it into, you know, like a lyrical, you know. I can't focus, dude. It's just not. Oh, you're looking at Christopher Pine? Yeah. His beautiful ivory teeth. Oh, it's so good. Do you, do you think Chris would have loved this cover? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think Chris is very understanding that this is just. He understands you know, cultural context. Right, and he knows that this is bad. Yeah, it's just not. This definitely belongs on here. Oh, dude. for the for the tone for the tone deafness. tone deafness of clearly yeah like, of like cultural context and it's real bad. Here, here's one. Here I'm gonna read you a descriptor from the cracked article. Please, we're not making this up. Duran Duran's Public Enemy cover is perhaps the most ridiculously mismatched since Pat Booney's Tutti Frutti or Haley Joel Osment's Face Down Ass Up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of those was made up. Just how diluted do you have to be to cover this song? Not just a bunch of white guys, but a bunch of mm-hmm. whitest guys on earth, question mark? Yeah. Duran Duran is from Birmingham, England, not Birmingham, yep. Alabama. <laughs> if, slaughtered them, <laughs> if you slathered them in mayonnaise and slapped them between two pieces of Wonder Bread, they, they couldn't be any whiter. Yep. Though, admittedly, it would be make them a good, de- a good deal more sexually attractive. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. That's a fine analysis. Yeah. You know, but I kind of want to... Yeah, yeah, this is this is crap, for sure. Yeah, it belongs on this list, dude. It's bad. Here's, but here's, you know, have you ever seen those television shows where there's a witch and she has a cauldron uh-huh. and she's stewing away her nasty little stew babies? Because mm-hmm. as someone's described it that way before, presumably, um, and then she pulls it for taste. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what anarchy, anarchy in the UK, Motley Crue cover is. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's a flurry. Uh, of of dried fruit snacks, yeah, you know, next to mayonnaise, like it's just gross. One hundred percent, you know, and it just uh, the original sounds good. Sex Pistols, right? Yep. Oh yeah, that is like a that's a classic. You know, and all I think about is that who's the name? What's the name of the lead singer from Motley Crue? Oh, uh, Vince Neil. I just think about his stout. No, no, not his stout. His stumpy body. Yeah, trying to be Brit and trying to be. Yeah, he does like a fake British accent. Why does he do that? He, this would have been a little more redeemable if it, he didn't do that, you know? Change the name. You know, Anarchy in the USA, fine. But you keep it to a, to a, a Yankee accent. Yeah. You know, sorry, but, but that just, this just did it's, not work out. No, like, again, like, there's a cultural context of the of the punk scene in the right. 70s. Right. Especially the English punk scene. Right. And 
these it's just not no. cutting it man no. they do change it to anarchy in the usa right. which right. is also questionable yeah like i i just don't think anarchy in usa molly cruz i mean i guess the sex pistols are also gross and dirty but yeah. maybe in a different way oh yeah i think motley cruz gross in a different way but to their de- to their defense they did have a reality tv show in vh1 which you know and all, all things considered yep still makes this a piece of shit <laughs> so yeah this belongs on this list dude it's bad I like want- I, why would you why would you cover a song and then do the accent the lead singer like it's bad like is this like a joke like that's what i think about maybe but here's the thing let's how many years have you been dating um your wonderful girl, girlfriend five years five years mm-hmm. you know and you know it's this year's gonna be six yeah you know i'll i'll be your girlfriend okay oh boy and then you gotta hold my hands for this okay and then you're gonna be you okay and then you know what I would really like is if you played Behind Blue Eyes by Limp Biscuit to really set the mood. Oh, you would like that? Yeah. Oh, I have to go. Uh, I I just I remembered I left this oil drum full of gasoline outside. Where are you outside. going? I have to, I, sorry, I have to I have to jump in this oil drum and then set it all on fire. I gotta go. <laughs> Bye. Talk about and scene scene. Talk about setting a mood. Behind Blue Eyes, oh, Limp Biscuit. Like I don't want to. I never wanted to hear Limp Biscuit cover anything. No. Um, mm. They did it all for the nookie, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Is that the latest viral disease hitting the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. The nookie? Yeah. It's sacked. Fred Durst was patient zero. And he cried out through everyone. He can save us. No. No, no he can't. No. The opposite. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's the worst. He's the devil. Um, behind blue eyes. Yeah. Like, when I first heard of this, I heard of this a couple years ago. I didn't believe this existed. 100% did not believe this. Like El Dorado. Right. But like the opposite. Uh, and then I heard it. Like the originals is wonderful. Who's Next for The Who is, a, is an amazing album. Right. It's very nice. Right. Pete Townsend's an amazing songwriter. Right. It's not good, dude. I, don't, I just, I can't take the artist or the genre, as a matter of fact, out of the song. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think at the end, towards the end, he had some sort of like... 90s esque sort mm. of like no one knows what it's like yeah taking a shit oh that's what it sounds it's, like you're doing yeah you know what it's, i'm saying yeah that same like new metal post grunge what was what was the fred durst thinking he was like you know what i this is gonna be it yep this is gonna be the song that really sets my career on fire mm-hmm. you it know it wasn't wait. break stuff it wasn't nookie Mm-mm. So you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah. It wasn't any of these. You know, I don't think we did a whole episode about Limp Bizkit yet. No, but haven't haven't we covered them? I feel I like believe we did. We talked about I was, was going to just ask you about that. We've talked yeah. about them. And we know they're from Florida. Yep. Um, I feel like... And everything else oh, is you, you know how, like, Florida and Miami, there's, like, the Bermuda, Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle. How do you pronounce that? Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda Triangle. Fred Durst. Vanilla Ice. And then we have a missing link somewhere. A celebrity. When you combine all those powers, all those negative powers, you have like um, a, a zone where talent goes to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called uh, Key West. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is really bad. You know, like Fred Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit have become a complete total joke. Right. You know, um, a lot of a lot of music becomes like that. It becomes obsolete after the fact. Right. Or of course. You have is right. right. Uh, but this is a really bad idea. Oh, this is horrendous! Horrendous. Um, um, <laughs> you're already laughing at the next one right 
<laughs> Feeling like Making Love by Kid Rock. Yeah. You know, I, I think we're going to do a whole episode on Kid oh, Rock. Oh, we have to. It would be a sin not to. But you know what? One of the things I think is I feel like in terms of individuals who have, in terms of, uh, uh, of people that Time Magazine has missed the yep. mark on, okay, Kid Rock is just one of those... One of those diamonds in the rough that Time magazine could have really placed on their cover. Right. You know, so many timeless acts of kindness, um, of, 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 of understanding, mm-hmm. sincerity, and, and overall bigotry. <laughs> okay. Know, Kid yeah. Rock, you know, you just got to love him. Yeah, but the opposite. Right. You know. He, you know, like, we listen to some of Kid Rock's original stuff. We'll probably talk about it oh, we in will. more depth, uh, actually, in our next episode. You know, and it's real bad. I just don't. He's just like I don't even know how to put it. I'm sorry. You know, like you know, like when you like leave a, a, a cheese, like a, a string cheese, on the counter for <laughs> okay. three days. Yeah. And you look at it. You like wrap you it open, in American you, flag. Right. And then you open it, and you're like wondering, well, it's been out for three days. Should I do it? And it's all moist and musty. Mm-hmm. And you take a take a taste, and it tastes like shit. Nope. Yep. <laughs> this is what. Well, both Kid Rock and Feel Like Making Love. Yeah, like, like the original's it. a nice tune. Right, yeah. right, right. It's a nice, a Bad Company does a nice job. It's good, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, Kid Rock, Kid Rockifies it, you know. Yeah, Rockifies it? Yeah, Kid oh, Rockifying. Wow. <laughs> you know, Kid Rock shows up like his big supervillain Ray and just starts blasting things and they get like little goatees and they start crushing beers. And Maddie Light. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he's driving his, you know, he's basically his giant pickup the truck. villain from Joe Dirt. Which is what he is. He is the villain. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yep. I forgot he was in that. Don't forget. Which What's made his that pa- movie, Penny? Who's the... I don't remember. Made that movie a thousand times better because I know Kid Rock was getting shit on. Right. But there are very few protagonists that I, you know that could be on the opposite of Kid Rock that I would dislike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the lesser of two evils? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I would love to see a movie where Chris Pine plays Kid Rock in Joe Dirt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that would be a better outcome. Yeah. Anything else. Well, yeah, uh, let me read what, uh, let me read what this says. Um, it's pretty difficult to feel sorry for a man who's paid millions of dollars to wrap himself in American flag and scream mm-hmm. into a microphone. Yep. But Kid Rock's performance of Bad Company's rock anthem manages to bring us to our knees every time. It's like one of those 80s sitcoms where the protagonist has somehow convinced everyone that he has he is he was good at something and is about to, to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Luckily for Kid Rock, he's too drunk to learn any life lessons. Luckily for us, uh-huh. he's sober enough to turn a, um, turn um, turn in a performance that's reminiscent of a scene of Boogie Nights when Dirt Diggle keeps blaming the background music for screwing up his right. friend's voice. Which that movie's fantastic, <laughs> uh, but Kid Rock is like a, a trash can human being. <laughs> With absolutely no, lacking no, 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 no. You're insulting trash cans everywhere. I know. Yeah. Uh, absolutely lacking any kind of oh, he's sympathy. De- in he's his devoid brain. of right. Yeah. And his music really shows that. Right. I don't want to say too much about his early stuff because I think we're going to talk about it oh, in our next will. episode. Oh, we'll unwrap it like a dirty burrito. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, that dirty burrito, Kid Rock, ugh. filthy Michigan boy. Ooh. Ugh. Um. So yeah, this belongs in this list. Oh yes, most definitely. I think that. Kid Rock doing anything kind of along this list. You know what I mean? I feel like here's the thing, dude. I feel like if I was at a Quiznos, okay. are Quiznos still open? Yeah, I think so. Just not very many. You know, everyone else is toasting now. Oh, but... you know what? We have to 
we have to talk about our sponsor. You want to go to the to the sponsor zone? Yeah, I think we should go to it. Go ahead. Uh, toasted subs. Everyone else is toasting now, but we were the first. We were the first. We had the toaster. Plus rats. <clears throat> we also had the rats too. That's why we're not so big anymore. Brought to you by Quiznos. I mean, it's Quiznos. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we're so broke that you have to advertise for your competitor. They buy ad space on your own sandwich thing, but you can't say no because you're so broke. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> can't believe it. Starting out 2018, sad. Yeah. Although, to, to be honest, though, that used to be my shit. Quiznos? Yeah, dude. Nice. I used to fucking talk to whoever was running that store and be like, yo, hit me with the regular. And they look at me, look at, looked at me like, who's this? Who's this chubby high schooler? Yeah, who are you? Who are you? What the hell's the regular? <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing, That's sir. not a thing, It's sir. turkey and Swiss or ham. You pick. You pick, asshole. Yeah, so. But, um. <laughs> so far, our top two. Now, oh, we, we have this list, but yeah. I think, to you me. You think you want to put something else in? I want to put something else in. You know, I know we just got done with Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Christmas-esque music and holiday music. Um, and talking about how we miss Hanukkah music, but. You know, did you just? Yeah, I just, did you just graze Chris, just, yeah, Chris Pine's little, lips? Little kiss, little smooth. Yeah, I gave him a little kiss. Yeah, for good luck. Yeah, I mean, he did so much for us. So I mean, you know, you know what? I'm starting to get jealous. Sorry. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Who's he talking to? I think both of us. I don't know. Yeah, he's doing. His... I don't know right now because you grazed him. Well, you with know. Your... All right. We'll get okay. A, wait. We'll wait. Wait. Him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you in contact? With Chris Pine. I am not at liberty to say. Damn it. But I will say that I am in contact with the head of the fan club for the for the podcast. Can I be assistant regional fan club member? No, it's Fuck. yeah, it's an A and B conversation, so you're gonna have to see your way out of it. <laughs> so Well I just anyways, talking about talking about uh, going back a little bit to mm-hmm. Christmas. You know, again, I don't like Mariah Carey. I don't like what she stands for, but I gotta be honest, all I want for Christmas is you is a really good song. Okay. Now, with that said, uh, my chemical the my chemical romance version of it oh, is boy. horrendous. For Christmas, yeah. I, I, that was that was not good, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, the presents. Yeah, it's not very good. After we're done with this list, we'll talk about some of our favorite covers ever. Oh yeah, of course. But uh, it's just it's not good. Go ahead and take a listen to it, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, we'll tweet out the link because it's just boo boo. Uh, so number two, Dock of the Bay, which is a great song from Otis Redding, but covered right. by Michael Bolton. Right. To be honest, I just, anytime I see Michael Bolton, and this is partially because of SNL, mm-hmm. I just think I'm on a fucking pirate ship. Dude, the public <laughs> perception on Michael Bolton must have changed so much. You know what I mean? Like, right. People were like, oh, here's this pop soul singer or whatever from the 90s, and he right. does when a man loves a woman, blah, blah, blah. He's really right. cheesy. And then he started doing, like, hooked up with the Lonely Island guys. Right. And he, like, had completely. his... Did you see his ho- Valentine's Day special on no, Netflix? No, no. It's real dumb. Uh, but, like, he completely changed his whole image, which is hilarious. Hey, you know what? It's good for his career, then. Yeah. yeah whatever. But as far as the song is concerned... Oh, no, this is crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is real bad. Where's the spaghetti? Yeah. You know, like, Otis Redding's original Zach of the Bay is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's very soulful. And I don't know, Michael Bolton, he's just got like that pseudo soul, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I could just come out and say it's because he's white, but we don't know if that's true. I mean, yeah. Who's to quantify? Well, let's let's see. Let me read this. Okay. Is it his steady, fast resistance to hanging on to that middle-aged woman in 1994 mullet for mm-hmm. so long? Yep. Is it his ability to... Uh, uh, 
blithely continue trashing great songs of the past and with impunity maybe it's just the simple fact that bolton makes soul music for white people who are afraid of black people oh, okay. otis redding's long gone but maybe we can still get aretha franklin to kick his ass well huh well yeah this is a little harsh this but has not come to pass no but I can see what they're talking about. Yeah, this is not good. It just saps the song, you know. It saps the song the is very soul soulful. out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. And it's just... It's mm. kind of flat. It's just kind of blank. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there are some very dangerous songs to cover. Oh, yeah. And I think Dock of the Bay is fairly simplistic. Like, right, right. And it's melody and, and it's progressions. But right. There's something in that simplicity that makes I it just, difficult. I just, it just makes me think of Hot Flashes. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, gotcha. Michael Bol- Bolton... Well, anyways, before we go on to the, our top, mm-hmm. the top of the list, let's talk about some of our favorite covers. Sure. Uh, for me, one of the one of the individuals actually, and I say, and I, we're we're listening to a little bit of her, who's done some amazing covers personally. I think is Haley Williams. Okay. A Paramore. She's done a cover of Phoenix's nineteen uh, oh yeah. nineteen oh one. Yeah. She's done a, a a cover of Drake's Passion Fruit. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I just. For all the drama that she's put her band through and whatever, like, she's got a good... She's got those pipes. She's got pipes, yo. Yeah. Like, you can't mess with that. Like, you know, like, whatever her personal decisions with her band stuff, whatever. But still, it's just kind of like, these are good covers. Yeah. You can't really hate on it. How about you? Uh, I think, in my opinion, probably the single greatest cover of all time is Guns N' Roses cover of, um, Band... Not Band on the Run. Uh, oh, no. What's the, uh... The James Bond song? Oh, Live and Let Die. That's what it is. Oh, right, right, right. I think that, like, the Wings version is good, and it's uh-huh. fine, and it's cool, right. but Guns N' Roses, like, blows that shit. Right, right. And, yeah, sometimes you get those gems where the covers are way like better. better. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I hear you. Live and Let Die, Guns N' Roses is so rocking. Yeah. I And, you know, we did our, our Axl Rose episode, not really Guns N' Roses episode, yeah. you know, but... More talking about later GNR. Yeah, more so. later stuff, but... I mean, they were a behemoth, man. Uh-huh. You know, they really had something to say. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, our number one, mm-hmm. for, for me, this is really still number two, because my number one, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. But, and it's Stoned Me, covered by Bob Dylan. Right, originally Van Morrison. Van Morrison. We're going <laughs> to, let's see what this description says. Mm-hmm. We're going to let this musical aids do the talking here. There's really nothing to say, though. Dylan's butchering of Van Morrison's and it's Stoned Me d- does leave us with one question. What the fuck did Van Morrison ever do to Bob Dylan? Mm-hmm. It should also be noted that Bob Dylan didn't bother to learn any, <laughs> learn more than third of the lyrics before performing this, the worst covers in pop music history. This is quite up there, I will say. Um, it's pretty bad, you know? And um, I, from what I hear, Bob Dylan's a good lyricist. Mm-hmm. I try to s- stay away from most of his music. Not on purpose. It just doesn't really come around my... my, my uh, my arrière, as they say. Uh, so I've listened to quite a lot of Bob Dylan, uh-huh. and I think Bob Dylan's very great, and I think he's an amazing songwriter. Sometimes I wonder if the symbolism is too abstract, mm-hmm. but that's a question for another day. Yeah. Um, you mean, know, you I won a Nobel. Uh, yeah. Not a Nobel Prize. A Liter- Holt- yeah, like a literature thing. Right. Um, I've seen Bob Dylan live a couple years ago. It was real bad. Oh. You know. Shit. You know. He never could carry a tune anyway. He's right. not a very strong singer and. I mean, there's a lot of musicians like that, surprisingly. Enough. Yeah. You know, I, there there's some legendary Bob Dylan albums out there, like Blood on the Tracks, that kind of thing. Right. And he sounded just real bad. And, you know, he, right. and he rearranges tunes and, you know, he'll be singing and he'll get to the hook and you're like, oh, it's that song. Like, you don't really, you know, 
You're not really sure. He does so many big rearrangements, and he's kind of just on his own level. Oh, he's in Cloud Nine. But it was not good. Oh no, no, it was not an enjoyable experience. No, it 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 looks like pointillistic painting. You know, just Mm -hmm. blobs of crap everywhere. So this cover specifically. Yeah, the Van Morrison song is good. No, I, it's I love great. Van Morrison. It's great. It's but like, fucking magi- when they, majestic. The Bob Dylan does just the lyrics and talk about like the ultimate bitch slap, musical bitch slap to the face. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I didn't bother to learn your melody yeah. and your your fucking lyrics. I just kind of went for it. You know. Yeah. And knowing that you're on your own, a, a self-respected musician, uh-huh. you kind of really want to put it up there, especially if you're tour- touring and performing right. this. No enjoyment out of this whatsoever. But the number one outside of this list for me, worst covers of all time have to be those atrocious arrangements mm-hmm. of the senior choir that yes. we heard on YouTube of the Pussycat Dolls, NMM's 8 Mile. Right. So this um, is a video of elderly uh, choir, church choir. They're people. super cute. They're very cute. You know? Singing Eminem. Uh, Pussycat Dolls, Hey Ya, which is one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, wow, cast action. Yeah. It's real Oh, it's real shit. And it uh, might be so bad that it's good, but I don't think but you, so. But it's hard to, like, I know I, it's bad. On its own, it's bad. Yep. If I had no visual re- representation, <laughs> maybe I, would, I, would, I wouldn't feel so remor- remorseful, but right. I feel such a sadness because I look at these old pe- ladies and old gentlemen who look like they don't know what they're doing i know it's just like oh like i'm a little bummed out about that you know and uh i get you we'll tweet out the video link Uh, i see you're rubbing chris pine's headshot there oh no it wasn't no okay yeah um yeah it's probably fine um so yeah so there's our our top 10 worst covers i think we'll we'll, next episode we'll get out of the lists and please tweet at us or or drop us an email of what you think are the worst yeah, your I mean, worst covers of all time. Maybe we missed one. I'm sure we missed. Oh, I'm sure there's many. plenty of covers that we haven't. And, and I mean, we just did really one genre, which is more of a yeah. pop pop music centric than right. anything else. Or maybe you just like want to hear like white guys covering rap songs, right? And insensitively so, right? Because in Birmingham, right, England, you know, yeah. England, they have such such trouble with the pow pow, right? You, you know, know, one of my favorite covers of all time. You know, who Jonathan Colton is no, no idea. Uh, internet musician, kind of guy he did the portal song still mm-hmm. alive mm-hmm. so he's done a lot of stuff like that isn't he the guy who quit his job um from, i think so yeah from he used to do computer science yep yeah okay. and he did a great cover of baby got back which is oh. like you know he like focified it right and then glee stole it later and there's a big oh, lawsuit really yeah that's a really good cover. shame on you glee that's a very good cover i need to listen to this so we will listen to it but um yeah oh. i think next time we'll cover we'll cut co- we'll be back to covering a whole artist's work was well, that chris Huh? No, I don't want to kill Matt. Oh boy! Stop. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, I was afraid this would happen. A lot of people who are the leaders of fan clubs get a little obsessed, and they get a little homicidal. So I must do what Chris Pine tells me to do. Right? Yeah. I have. If to Chris carry- Pine has come for me, I need to start working out yesterday. You, you needed to start running yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> start running yesterday. You know, I'm in bad shape. Yeah. But I feel like you know what I love is that there's a DreamWorks logo right, on the yeah, bottom of it. Down there, a little watermark. And I, mean, I, I think it's great that he put that in all his he headshots. Just, he just didn't want to pay for yeah. his own, you know, his own headshot to be sent to us. Right. You know? <laughs> but I'm glad that we have a growing fan base, a growing celebrity Same. that really supports dude, no bullshit. One day he might actually 
come to the studio. I think so. I think know? we might have to have him in. You know, and he'll be when when the schedule cools down a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of a little hectic right it's now. With the press tours. We got The Rock. We got Wesley Snipes again. Snipes, a big fan. He's kind. Like, I, I put no, it in quotes. Fan is stretching it. Yeah, it's more like more like he's just trying to get rid of us. Uh, P, P Diddy, Sean yeah. Combs, He'll, Puff will talk to us. Puff, I'm. Oh, oh, he can't call him Puff anymore. Sorry, Sean Combs. I think I've ruined it. Oh, wait, hold, hold up. His publicist. Oh, he's, oh, he's not. He's not. He's not coming. He's not coming. He's to not coming. Thank you. All right. Sorry. I'm shit. I'm sorry. Can we just? I knew we shouldn't have given him a live feed. <laughs> Fuck. What a Damn bad it. idea. Damn it. <sighs> But um, all right, guys. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at, at Worst Music Ever. Worst Music Ever. Twitter, Twitter. same thing. Same uh, Facebook, the worst music you've ever heard. Yep. Or our email, the worst music you've ever heard at gmail.com. Yes. Send us your questions. Send us some, some links. Send us some concerns. Uh, maybe you have your own kind of worst covers. Yep. Maybe it's your own worst cover of something that you've done. I know I've covered some oh, songs yeah. that were shit. Same. Yeah. And I think we all have that. Yeah, I think. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so I think I think that's it. I'm Matt Callahan, and I'm Jesse, and that's uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, you beautiful man. Oh, just handsome as hell. What? No, I don't. I don't want to hit Matt. Oh boy, we gotta go. I don't, no, no.